podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's got to 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Yo! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. Um, it's your boy Dan Coogs on hosting duties today. Um, joined by Shabs. How you doing, man? I'm good. Good, I'm good, I'm good. And and also Sean, how you doing? What's going on, man? Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on. Um, and thanks to everyone for for tuning in for this live episode. Um, obviously, big shout out to all you man watching on the YouTube. Um, season is just under a month away. Um, kicking off Arsenal Brentford, 13th of August. Um, literally just under a month. So um, we'll be back with the Discord Lives. Euros just ended. So if you were tuning in for the Discord Lives, you there were some, some good moments there during the England matches, some of the other big games as well. So make sure you're locked in um, for those. Um, as it says on the bottom there, we're going to have some more um, Patreon content coming out very, very shortly. So if you're not subscribed to the Touch of Unis Patreon, make sure you jump on there. Um, but otherwise, let's let's get into let's get into the nitty gritty. You know, um, as I said, the Euros just ended on Sunday. Unfortunately, um, well, unfortunately for me, I don't know about you, man. I don't know whether you're supporting England or whatnot. I don't know about the, the listeners, but I was gutted, you know, to see that England weren't able to to pick that trophy up. In the end, I think they um, equip, acquitted themselves quite admirably throughout the tournament, especially our, our little Chile, um, as he's known, Bukayo Saka. I think, um, you know, he showed some real character in his performances and right up until the very end um, where, unfortunately, um, he missed his he missed his penalty. So, you know, I wanted, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on how you think he performed over the course of that tournament and then coming touching on that, that shootout what your thoughts are on the fact that, you know, number one, he's in charge of taking the fifth penalty, um, given everything that we know about him. Um, and number two, sort of the aftermath um, uh, uh, in terms of the abuse that he's received. Um, I don't think he's made a statement or anything like that. Um, and, and and just your general thoughts on the reaction to, um, to the Miss Pen as well. So, um, Shabs, I'll start with you. Um, yeah, man. I think obviously people that you know the the, the the ridicule was flying when he got selected and you know people were talking about oh, what's he going there to do and and you know he's going there to just um you know make up the numbers and all sorts he, i think he's got squad number 25 like if that's anything to go by he just made the cut blah 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 he's not deserved all of this talk but um i'm i'm, I'm proud of him i'm proud of the call up i think it was well deserved um coming off of the season that he had, definitely. Um, obviously, when he's been used for England as well, he's been used um, primarily as a wing-back, 
So to actually see him as part of the um, um, attacking lineup was 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 something, and um, I think it's very clear to see that Gareth Southgate likes him. I think he had good performances when he was used. Um, generally, seemed to come on and 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 be a spark, provide some spark. You know, full of energy, the boy. Um, you know, there, there, there's nothing really that I, he surprised me with in the tournament because it's all things that we um, have seen from him really and we sing his praises about week in, week out throughout the course of this season especially. So it was no real performance that um, surprised me. Um, yeah, you know, m maybe in the odd games, um, especially when England did well, maybe he could have, um, have done a bit better. But generally speaking, like I was very happy with his overall contributions. Um, and then yeah, like the 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 final was just um, the final was actually devastating for me if I can keep it real. Um, the penalty shootout was devastating, and I think um, it was that kind of thing where this is an England team that I feel like I can get behind. I did get behind them. Um, I'm very much in favour of the players. Um, you know, a lot of those players out there, I've got time for our respect. I think they're talented, um, you know, very talented footballers on the pitch, as talented a bunch we've seen, but also very relatable and very respectable in terms of some of their endeavours off the pitch, which is not something that you should really judge them um, by. I think some of that is irrelevant, but, you know, it demonstrates that they're, 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 they're socially conscious. And so I was really, really, really in favour of some of these guys winning and doing well. Um, but it's one of those things I was projecting and kind of seeing even before um, it went to penalties. I was hoping that we could, England could win it in um, normal time and then extra time. I didn't want it to go to penalties. And when it went to penalties, I was kind of anticipating, look, man, it's, it's, it's going to be awful if a black player misses a penalty. I think I put that in the group. Um, and, 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 you know, we know the outcome. And it's just actually devastating that Saka um, took the final penalty. Um, by no means is it on him for me, not in my book, no way. But I think it's devastating for, um, for, for me as a fan, obviously devastating for him as a player um, and a young professional, um, devastating for the nation. And I think the impact after in terms of the um, treatment that he's received uh, he hasn't come out and posted anything yet or not made a statement. He's 19 years old, man. I think this is just absolutely disgusting. So, um, so yeah, man, it's it's not that's 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 kind of where I am with it. Um, but I believe in the boy, I think like you know, he's got the right people around him. I think he, he's demonstrated that he's mentally strong just in terms of what he's achieved to date, and I think he um will bounce back from this definitely. Definitely, I, I don't have a doubt in my mind that he will won't recover. You're a mute, Dan, you're a mute. Anything you wanted to, to add to that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really disagree with anything Shab said. Like, um, I feel like a lot of people, obviously, prior to the tournament, they a lot of people hadn't either seen Saka or they probably listened to Arsenal fans and thought we overrated him. Do you know what I mean? So, and... And I think like this has been a good tournament for his exposure just generally. Um, people have got to see what he can do. Um, you know, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of people were questioning why he was, like you said, like Shab says, was in the team. Um, some people were like, he wasn't going to go. Then some people was like, oh, he's only going as backup. Then some people was like, he's only going as a defender. But, you know, he was ended up being the first, one of the first choice picks on the right-hand side, partly because he's a he can naturally operate on the 
on the right hand side is a lefty who, who cuts in but also he offers width he offers balance can run in behind drop deep so he does a lot of multifunctional roles I mean obviously none of this is a surprise to us as Arsenal fans you know what I mean we've seen it weekly and I don't even think any of his performances even though they were, they were, they were decent for England come close to you know some of the stuff we've seen at Arsenal this season so um, but I'm generally happy that he's had more exposure and I think um, you know um, obviously, it's unfortunate what happened with the penalty. Um, I feel like, yeah, the Phil Southgate personally could have picked it better. Um, obviously, he said he based it upon what he saw in training. Um, but, you know, I feel like this will could I think Zach is mentally strong anyway, but I feel like this will help to make him stronger anyway. Like you feel a lot of these players have had like, you think back to Ronaldo in Euro 2004 when he lost in the final to Greece and he was Saka's age at that time and he was crying his eyes out. I mean, look at... Um, arguably the best player in history, Messi now, do you know what I mean? So won his first international trophy at the age of 34. So these things happen, man. Like, it's not like anything to get riled up about. Obviously, it's sad um, when we talk about the abuse, but I think the sad thing is that none of us are surprised by it. Um, you know, uh, we spoke in, in the day, on the day of it, you know, people were drinking from 8am, so it's inconceivable. It, it's, it's not a surprise to me. And it, it's just, it's a culture of football, in it? Do you know what I mean? Because when you think about stuff like rugby, which is actually a more violent sport than football, you never hear any hooliganism in rugby, um, cricket, nothing ever happens, tennis. So it's, it's very much um, a yobbish culture within football, which is a real shame. And it's very, very sad. And I, I'm not sure we're ever really, ever really going to rid ourselves of that culture within football. Um, but yeah, it is what it is, man. So, but generally, obviously, Saka's loved at Arsenal. When he comes back, he'll have a rousing reception. Um, crowds are back this season. Everyone will show him maximum, maximum love. And I hope, yeah, he, obviously, it's, it's been a sad moment for him. He doesn't need to come out. Obviously, I know Sancho and Rashford have given like statements. I don't even think he needs to come out and give a statement, if I'm to be totally honest. And really, truthfully, I don't want to read a statement. It'll just make me upset because reading Sancho is one this evening made me upset. So I don't want to read any statement from, from Saka. Just, you know, your, your job is to play football. Penalty misses happen. Do you know what I mean? Just life. So, um, use it as a motivation to, to push you forward now. And I'm sure he's got a strong family. You're a bad boy. He's got a strong family around him. You know, that will be telling him to rise up. So yeah, it'll, it'll be good, man. It'll be good going forward. Yeah, man. Um, I think uh, the, the tournament for me was, it was a great showpiece for him. You know, I think you've seen um, that his profile's really risen. Um, I know people make jokes about Arsenal tax, but that's something that I generally believe um, really exists. I think there's a lot of players who, their quality is probably not respected until they're sort of viewed outside of that Arsenal lens because of, you know, the association with where we are as a club at the moment. I think, you know, Robin Van Persie was probably one that suffered from that, um, where he was one that, you know, Arsenal fans have been banging on for years and years and years about this guy's quality. When this guy is fit, you know, we're going to push for the league, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. And then I've, I personally feel it wasn't until, you know, he went to Man United that people really respected his team um, playing in that that number nine role, you know, despite, I think, for me, he, him having a better season um, in his last year um, at Arsenal than what we saw at United. So, you know, I think that's definitely something that I can take as a positive is that people now are starting to see what Arsenal fans have been seeing for the past, you know, two years um, at, at Arsenal with this guy, um, Saka, and that this guy really is, you know, um, a special player. Because for me, um, I know he probably wasn't the first name that people had on the team sheet. Um, they were saying he wasn't going to, you know, um, be a part of the squad. He was going to be left out. Um, etc. And 
I personally feel that he made that right wing spot um, his own and earned his spot through his performances, whether that be um, in training where the manager seeing him all the time. But I think he actually probably performed the best of any one of the right wingers um, that we saw for England throughout that tournament. So, you know, it'd be very interesting to see what Southgate does um, going forward. And I agree with Sean, um 100%. I don't want to be reading any statements. I don't think that's necessary. Um, I don't really think, you know, he needs to justify himself. He's, he's a player. He, he took up, he, he, he took um, up that, that the opportunity to take that, that fifth pen. And um, unfortunately he wasn't able to, to put it away. These things happen. Um, so I don't really want to see him, you know, apologising or, you know, trying to justify um, missing missing a penalty kind of thing. It's just not necessary. It's just not really necessary. So hopefully he takes these, you know, next two, three weeks off, um, comes back fit and firing and, and we see a good Bukai Saka um, for, 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 for the 21-22 um, season as well. So we'll leave that there. I don't really want to, you know, say too much about the racism um you know um i think it's a it's a travesty that in this day and age um we all knew what was going to happen after black players missed a penalty um there's been talk about what social media companies can do um what uh, the government can do etc etc but you know until people um really want to you know understand the root causes of this I don't really want to be hearing from Boris Johnson and Pretty Patel, um, who I think, you know, have got blood on their hands, really, if it comes to to, to where we are today as a society. Um, so until, you know, we, we, we people actually use their their hands and feet to, to action what we all want to see in society, vote these people out and, and, and change, you know, what is acceptable in the workplace, in, in society in general, um, I don't think anything's really going to change. Um, you know, they, they they can try and say it's uh, it's people in India and Nigeria and the the Middle East that are being doing all the online abuse and all this racism and all this stuff. But I think we all know the truth, so um, I don't really want to dwell on that too much. I'll I'll move on. Um, Arsenal actually made a signing uh, this week, right? Um, shocking stuff, I know. A month before the season's supposed to start, we got a backup left back in um, in Nuno Tavares. Um, his off the field um issues have been well documented and spoken about um on this podcast before so we won't go into that but um what do you guys make of this signing Sean I'll start with you um what do you make of the signing um from what I was reading we're likely to see him for the first time against Rangers um provided he comes out of his quarantine etc all, all right so um is this something that you know is 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 something that you view, view positively um think it's a it's a good addition yeah, yeah, I, I'm not as as down on it one because you know the age 21, so there's decent upside. Um, he looks, he's he's a big guy. He's a tall. He's over six foot, which is quite weird for a fullback in it. But he seems he's very athletic, which I like. Um, seems decent going forward. Um, obviously, we've heard he's not very good defensively, but generally speaking, I just wanted someone competent. You know, I want Tierney one game a week next week next season hopefully you can play like 85 percent of the games and this guy's just competent backup um because i don't want to see kolasinac yesterday after i saw kolasinac yesterday made me remember how much yeah we just needed someone competent at left back so hopefully this guy can fill in and at the end of the day he costs like eight million euros so really and truthfully even if he bombs we're going to be able to get him out do you know what i mean so it's not um 
where they've they've spoken about you know raising the floor of the team um obviously we need to raise the ceiling as well but um you know having if tinny does get injured which you know it looks likely um you know having someone who can come in and do a decent job and we don't have to alter the style like we did last season you know when he was out and we tried Cedric there, we tried Jacka there. So just having someone more natural um, as backup in that position makes a lot of sense. So um, I don't really have a strong opinion too tough on it. Like I'm caring more about other positions, but you know, it's a signing, need a lot more, but I'm happy with it. Fair play, Shabs. Um, what's what's your thoughts on, on Nuno? Yeah, similarly, I like the, um, I, I don't have an issue with the signing. Like, honestly, I've got no issue with the signing. I'm not sure why um, people have an issue with the signing. I think it's exactly, um, we should see it for exactly what it is. Um, you know, Dan, you're on record a couple of times just speaking about it. Um, it's, 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 it's very easy. It's the type of business that Leicester do. You know, I recall a couple, couple conversations with you just talking about this type of thing. It's the type of business where they pick up someone relatively obscure, sometimes even from a lower league for inexpensive fee. Um, that This deal represents exactly that for me. Um, you know, I think the fact that he's got physicality, um, that he's tall, that he looks quick, um, you know, that he looks quite quite strong, like he'll be able to hold his own. I think all of those um, early signs and indicators bode well for me. It's kind of what I want us to be going after in terms of the profile of player. Um, obviously, I'd want the technicals to match um, and the mentality to, to make a complete picture. But it's an obscure deal. Um, he, he, he does have some rel relative experience. You know, we know he played in the Europa League last season as well. So... Um, you know, um, and coming from Benfica, um, it's a decent-ish side, you know, side of lots of technical players. We came up against them in the Europa League as well. It's not as random as we think. I understand that we had our eyes on him for some time. Um, I've probably been tracking him for a little while, so that's okay. Uh, what I have seen from him, he, yeah, he just he looks very good going forward, very quick going forward. Um, Defensively, you know, there's 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 a lot to be um, desired, but it's about how he can adapt, how he can learn, the rate at which he can learn in the English game. I don't expect to see him loads. I expect to see him in cup games. Um, but yeah, that's it. And it, and it, and it, and um, you know, he's not going to take up a homegrown spot either until um, next year, I think, because of his age. So it's another bonus we um, can play him without needing to register him for. Um, the playing squad, which is fantastic because look at our squad already. It's look how bloated it is. You know, we need players gone. So um, it doesn't hinder us in that way. And, you know, I, I, one thing we know for certain, we can't trust Edu and um, Arteta around these registration rules, you know, <laughs> after the blunders they made last year. So, yeah, let's not even take that small, 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 small thing for granted. Like, you know, um, mm. it's, 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 it's an important fact. He's Portuguese. You know, um, Cedric's Portuguese, Gabriel's Portuguese. Um, you know, there's this influx of the Portuguese player there as well. So um, that's it. And I, I don't really know about his um, off-field antics. I heard that he was a good boy, you know, that he used to carry violin to his football practice and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know where you can get him up to, but yeah. yeah I, I mean, he's very... He's very fond of his. He's very fond of his dogs. Yeah, that's that's all I'll say. Yeah, and I'll leave it. 
I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, there's a video circulating somewhere, but I, I didn't want to put it in the group. Yeah, because um, no one, no one really needs to, no one really needs to see that. Um, yeah. so yeah, just my my thoughts on the signing. Yeah, I think you guys are both spot on. You know, um, if we had this guy from January, say last season, um, we probably, you know, don't bomb out um as badly as we did um in the Europa League uh, when Tierney got got injured, you know, playing Jack a left back and all of that stuff. I think it really destabilised um, everything that we were sort of building towards a little bit um, from that sort of February to, to, to March period or January to March period. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely agree, you know, having backup for Kieran Tierney is something that I think should have been addressed in January, um, given his, um, his injury record. But, you know, the fact that it's been addressed now, um, we can't really complain. Um, Kalasinac, um looks like he's going to be on the way out, uh, despite him starting uh, the friendly game yesterday. So, you know, having those two left-backs there um, looks like it makes um, a lot of sense. Uh, the Lokonga deal, um, Fabrizio is saying that um, that's pretty much wrapped up. The paperwork have been completed. We're just waiting for the imminent um, announcement. So that looks like it's another similar sort of deal where we're fixing that sort of that bottom level of where we might potentially end up. Because last season we saw Thomas Partey missed pretty much the whole first half of the season, um, barring a few games here and there. And we couldn't pick up any points. You know, we're playing uh, Xhaka, Elneny, um, centre midfield, Ceballos, Elneny, Xhaka, uh, Ceballos, uh, midfields. It wasn't really working for us. You know, we weren't able to... Um, build a good base in midfield, weren't able to play through midfield, couldn't score any goals. Um, so that looks to provide, um, you know, a bit of stability there, um, a bit of, I guess, quality there in the absence of someone like Partey, potentially, um, with what we've seen in the small glimpses of Lokonga. So, um, Sheldon and Shabs, um, anything you want to say in particular on, on Lokonga as well? No, I, I do like his profile, man. Um, he looks a smart buy. Do you know what I mean? That looks like a buyer where there's work gone into it. Like he's been scouted well. Obviously, um, I know it's been well spoken that, you know, Arteta has a good relationship with Vincent Company. So it's probably a player they've been aware of for quite a while because I saw a couple of years ago he was linked with Man City anyway. So it's um, probably someone that's been on quite a few people's radars for quite a while. But I like him. I like the look of him. I like it. Um, obviously, he's still quite slim, slender and slim, so he'll need to grow into his body a bit more by like the height, the physical build, the technical ability. It just looks like a smart profile. It looks like, you know, the ideal profile in terms of what we actually need for a Thomas Party partner, but he's probably not ready yet, which is a shame. So, you know, like if this guy was, say, like 24, 23, 24, this looks like it would be the ideal signing to, you know, play alongside Party. But I think obviously he's got a bit of work to do. Um, has a bit more development needed, you know, he's, he's coming from the Belgium league. So um, there's probably still stuff he's got to work on, but, you know, as, as hopefully like I'm assuming he'd be something like third choice in the mid next season. So hopefully he'll get um, some decent minutes um, in the a couple starts in the league and, you know, um, substantial cup minutes as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing him not, not unhappy with this signing at all. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've covered him extensively. Um, you know, we've done a Patreon piece that anyone who hasn't taken that in yet, go, it's up there. But um, yeah, we, we spoke about the boy at length. And yeah, again, like 
I'm not going to repeat what Sean said, but there's so much that I like about him. Um, again, I think he's another smart guy. Um, so far, I'm not critical of the business that we've done. Um, you know, I, 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 I quite like it. But, um, and it's been said and referenced so many times, we're talking about, um, you know, the, 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 the bottom and um, prospectus for the future. You know, we need to really, really elevate that scene and we need to, we need to fix up that top level now. So that's kind of what I'm, 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 mm. I'm waiting to see. These are the signings that really I need to, I need, I need to start seeing next. But yeah, with mm. the Congo, it just sounds like it's a, it's a case of formality. Which is cool because with Arsenal you can never really relax until the deal is done. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for um, him to. Isn't is, is he, is he just in quarantine? They said so. I think he's been in London for a few days yeah, already, yeah. hasn't he? So he's just, he's just because just of announcement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. so Tavares had to quarantine for five days as well, didn't he? So I think it's probably just the same thing that's happening with Lukonga before they announce it. Yeah, but yeah. That's it. That's that's. But even still, when it's when it's announced. You know, I can because I, I, yeah, it's just such as my lack of faith in 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 the guys right now. You know, still so yeah. But if they say the contract signed, they say the contract signed. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking for the next signings to be the ones that excite me. Really, um, I do think that you know news of a of a subsequent signing um, will follow quite quickly with this one. So. Um, that's what I'm quietly hoping for, to be honest with you. I hope I'm not being unrealistic or too optimistic. But yeah, I think after the Congo, I think we'll have something that follows quite quickly. Mm. Well, I, I, I hope you're right, Shabs, because I think we've got a lot, a lot of work to do, um, and not much time left before the season, before the season starts. You know, I, I don't want to hear excuses of you know. Um, some of these men weren't at pre-season and all this stuff, you know, that I can already anticipate um, anticipate happening. So, you know, we're talking about pre-season. Um, first pre-season game uh, was underway. Um, I don't know if people, you know, paid that seven ninety nine or or, or whatnot. Um, whether they they thought they got value for money, um, whether or not they got a free voucher. I don't know whether that would still be considered value for money from um, from the small small bit of the match that I saw, but. Um, Arsenal lost 2-1 to Hibernian. Um, uh, I think there were a few um, academy debuts. You know, that's what we like to see in in in, um, in these preseason friendlies. Uh, six in total, um, from what I read. So, you know, there were some positives uh, to be taken from this game. But, um, Sean, I know, I know. I think you watched the match in full, right? So. Um, what what did you make of that game? You know, what, let's let's talk about some positives for that game. Stuff that you liked. Um, yeah, I, I know we saw six um, academy prospects, but I would have wanted to see more. I can't lie to you because I, I don't want to see uh, seeing players who I have. No, when I saw the starting lineup, I was livid. I can't lie to you. Not because I care about the game, but just because there's loads of players who I don't want to be here when the season starts in a month's time that we're starting this game. So you know, I saw. Kalasinac, I saw Willian, I saw Eddie Nketiah, I saw Ainsley Maitland-Niles, do you know what I mean? Loads of people who, you know, we were trying to put in the shop window to get money for them and, and you know, the news seems really scant at the moment, do you know what I mean? So, um, and one of the things we've spoken about, like you said, I don't want to hear any excuses, come the end of the season, we're already over five weeks into the transfer window, so we knew what the assignment was, we need to make sure we're getting on with the assignment, do you know what I mean? So, and obviously I I guess until these guys leave, they have to train, they have to be with the squad. But 
you know, I, I was just wondering if we could have seen a, a, a couple more, um, maybe young players. But yeah, um, anyone stand out? I, I, to be fair, I thought the first half was tragic. It was it was really really bad. I thought, um, unfortunately, um, the young goalkeeper Arthur Okwanko didn't really cover himself in much glory. I know it was his first start, but he looked really really edgy. Um, you know, the the scouting reports I've heard from him from a certain person in our group hasn't been particularly positive so um and he didn't really cover himself in glory with some of the um some of his judgments um so i and arteta said obviously he's going to play again on saturday so hopefully we see um an improved performance from him if he's going to be our first choice goalkeeper because you know it would be a worry if leno went down now for any significant period of time and you had to <laughs> choose bef between him and runnison for for us <laughs> for a select period of time so yeah i was um First half wasn't great, and and especially you know we lined up in a four four two to start, especially when you know Arsenal aren't going to start the season in a four four two. So it was, you know, pre season is normally something you use to try out you know the formation that you want to play with you know on a consistent basis. Arteta has often spoken about he wants to implement his four three three. So surely, obviously, I know there wasn't all the ideal personnel you had here, but still, like it's a case of implement what you want to do, and then you know you dot in the specific individuals um, as and when you get them. And even if it wasn't a 4 3 or 4 2 so it seemed a bit odd. And also, you know, some of the selections, you know, you had Aubameyang and Eddie, who were both two low-touch forwards who don't really seem to fit well together. So that was a bit questionable. You would have thought, you know, if you're going to pair one of them with Lacazette or Balogun would have made a lot more sense as, you know, they're much more rounded forwards. Um so yeah, the first the first half wasn't great, and obviously Okwanko made that mistake, so we went in a goal behind. But second half we brought in a lot more um, of our first teamers. So you know you saw Party, Pepe, um, ESR, Lacazette, um, Balogun came in as well. Um, so it was a lot. Of, so we looked in immediately pretty much. We we forced them back a lot more. We had a lot of decent openings. Um, Pepe hit the bar from a free kick. Then Party hit the post from a free kick. ESR had a chance. Balogun. Um, you know, he didn't catch one quite right, but we were a lot more dominant. But then uh, we went two goals down from a from a from a set piece, and you know, after that, it's it's pretty much game done. You're playing catch up. So we managed to pull one back, but is what it is. Um, it's just a run out at the end of the day, isn't it? And then we got a couple of youngsters more who came on. Um, so it was okay. We didn't really learn anything. Um, so I'm hoping on Saturday, especially against Rangers, which will be a much much tougher test um, than Hibs was as well. So I hope. Obviously, fitness is, it will be a great opportunity to improve fitness. Um, we've seen Kieran Tini's back now as well. I'm sure he came back because <laughs> because it's Rangers. So, um, so yeah, I hope, hopefully we'll see a bit more. Yeah, for real. Shabs, um, I know you said you had the game on in the background, that kind of thing. So, what's your thoughts on, I know it's the first game of preseason. We don't want to read too much into it. But, yeah, what's your thoughts on the game? Let's Let's hear it. No, man, I think it was a shambles. I, I, I do. I think it was shambolic. I think, um, you know, pre-season really is for the purpose of, uh, well, it's twofold, isn't it? It's about conditioning, so getting the players up to optimum um, uh, athletic levels, but it's also about making sure that, um, you know, things that you work on in, 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 in training, in practice, you know, the tactics, the patterns, you know, all of that stuff there, you can start to evidence them on the pitch um now you know i know it's only been a week into pre-season but you know these got looks like a bunch of players who you know uh, were assembled for a pickup game on a, on a on a not even sunday league on a saturday 
you know, um, so, you know, somewhere in the ends. It just didn't look good. It didn't look cohesive at all. You know, I wasn't seeing nothing yesterday. Um, it's, it's, it's mad as well. And, it, and, and it's mad because, you know, there were bits and pieces. There were flashes. There were moments where there were milliseconds where I looked at Reese Nelson and I thought, oof, this, you know, this, this is what he cuts a bit of a frustrating figure. Because you look at him and you say, this boy has something about him, you know, but how does it manifest? Like, is this how it manifests? Is this how it will always end up manifesting? Quite similar with Eddie, you know. Um, Lewis spoke about it today, shout out to Lewis, but, um, you know, his chase down ability is second to none, you know. He, he carves and creates out chances for himself just by his determination and his grit to chase down balls and lost causes. But, you know, he just squandered that absolute golden chance, one on one. You know, um, I think before the first before the first goal is even scored, um, the young goalkeeper. It's harsh to be critical of him because he's really young. Like you know, in fact, now nah, I don't want to criticize his performance, man. He's a young, um, he's he's a, he's a he's a young baller. Um, he won't be impressed with that. He won't be impressed with any of that. Not any of it. I'm not just talking about the goal. I, I mean the performance in general, but. Um, you know, who am I? I've never played golf for Arsenal, so you know, we not say too much there. But um yeah, man, it just wasn't it wasn't inspiring at all. And and yet there were still some things like I when there were moments where I watched the game and it just felt like we were all over them, as we should be, but just couldn't couldn't score, couldn't hit the target, couldn't do things. Like Pepe had a few good chances, in fact, you know, a few good things from Pepe, you know, probably the things that we um we like from Pepe, we were able to see yesterday, but we weren't able to see the conversion. We weren't able to see the shots hitting the target. Um, you know, we're talking about missed penalties. Where it just it just didn't bode well. And then again, the profiles in the first half with Aubameyang and um, Eddie. Um, in the second half, you go with Lacazette and Barrow. You mm. both kind of want the ball. You both were kind of coming to try and play with the ball, ball into feet, that type of thing. So it's just... I did, I didn't understand what the players were doing. I don't really understand what the coach did yesterday either. But it didn't mm. work. It didn't look good. And, um, yeah, I think the, the, the best we can take from it is that the players have got a bit more match fitness, you know, ready for the next game. That's it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, talking of match fitness, you know, there's certain players that you've seen there. You know, Willian, Willian, the pictures of Willian coming out today, you know, he's built like, I was saying this before the pod, he's built like me after I've eaten some fried fish and jollof, you know what I mean? So um, it's, it's not it's not what you want to be seeing um, from these these professional guys. Like, you know, we saw the Instagram posts of, you know, Saliba, Aubameyang, uh, some of these players, you know, putting in that work, putting in that extra shift um, on their holidays and whatnot, whereas it looks like Willian was... You know, going to Salt Bay restaurants in in Miami, and um, you know, getting getting that that sprinkle uh, on on with that Brazilian meat. You know, maybe he's been going to Eddie's barbecue as well, um, and and eating well. Um, so, I think I think for me, I, I don't like to read into too much to to these preseason results. You know, um, I think even under Vengar when we were actually really good, um, preseason was still always a bit of a shaky. Um, spell for us. We won some games 7-1, but then we'd also, you know, draw nil-nil to, to Peterborough or struggle to beat Barnet um, FC and that kind of thing. So I'm not really one to look at results, but um, the one thing that I do want to see in these preseason games is some patterns of play, you know, because this is what we've been told 
um, Arteta needed the preseason for. You know, he needed a preseason to get his tactical ideas into him. He didn't have one previously. So in these games um, that I'm going to be watching, I, I want to look now to see that you know we're actually capable of creating chances. You know that we're able to keep opponents pinned back for um, more than more than ten minutes in a game. You know, um, and then from there that will show me some promise. You know that next season isn't going to be another long hard slog where we're not going to be able to you know score goals at home because um, there are some fundamental things I think last season we didn't see um, and if this season starts in the same manner and in the same vein as that this guy's not going to last long because you know as Sean mentioned with the fans back um, I'm going to be there most weeks if I'm not seeing what I like I'm going to be booing. With, with all my energy, all my heart, my soul. I'm going to make sure this guy hears me personally. And I'm sure that there's other fans um, around the ground that will feel the same as, as well. So we've got a very tough start to the season. So if that doesn't go um, impeccably, you know, um, I think that it's going to be a very, very toxic um, atmosphere around the Emirates. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that. I don't disagree. I feel like, and, and this is, you know, it feeds into the wider point about, you know, I'm not going to throw my toys out of the prime yet, but the season's a month away. And, you know, we've spoken about Tavares and Lukonga, cool, decent squad signings, helps to raise the floor of the squad. But I need to be seeing the big money spent now, you know, on the positions that are really going to move the needle. Um, and obviously, I know the season, I don't know when the transfer window closes. It, it closes well after the season starts, cool. But, you know, we have a hard start to the season. In our first three games, we have Chelsea and Manchester City. So do we really want to be rocking up to those games with Elneny still in the midfield? Um, I think we all know the answer to that. Do you know what I mean? So I really need to see us raising the ceiling, um, you know, because we were already behind, you know, a team like Man United who have, who have gone and signed Sancho. They're linked with the likes of Camavinga and Rafael Varane. You know, you have Chelsea who are European champions, Liverpool who have, you know, got all of their centre-backs now and they've added another top one in Canate. So you've got Van Dijk, Gomez, Canate and Matip. It's a very strong quartet of centre-backs right there as well. So, um, and obviously they were still second in XG on everything to Man City last season. Um, so, you know, you look at the teams we're trying to catch up with, um, they have a lot of quality. And and put plainly and simply, we don't have that quality. Um, but you've had already five weeks of the transfer window to identify you know Arteta spoke previously about all the work had been done in terms of planning for the relevant transfer window so really and truthfully it's the execution part now now I don't really want to hear excuses about oh you know um we we didn't have you know because you've had time um cool if you didn't get your number one target you move on to the next target but also that's our fault for not for not being in Europe do you know what I mean for throwing away half a season um with absolutely shambolic performances so really and truthfully you knew that you knew you knew where we stood. Um, so and you've got to make stuff happen. I, I really and that's what really upset me yesterday. Not upset me, but you know, concerned me in terms of a lot of the players I saw in the squad. Like I looked at it and I was like, this is really, really bad. Do you know what I mean? So I don't really know how we're going to try and raise the level next season to to catch up with those teams who are above us. Obviously, people point to the fact we were only six points off the top four last season, um, with a bad start, and that's fair enough. But you know, all our rivals are strengthening and we already have, we're already playing catch up. So we really need to strengthen and some. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd am i be lying if I said I wasn't worried and if I said I wasn't concerned. 
Um, obviously, we've got two guys in already, um, basically. But, you know, those are guys that are not really going to be starters for us. So uh, until I start to see, you know, big boy signings in centre mid and at 10 specifically, I hold a lot of concern hold a lot a lot of concern because you already know Saka's going to be off for like three weeks now so he's going to miss the start of the season essentially fine Pepe's there do you know what I mean but Martinelli's at the Olympics um obviously I know the Olympics finishes before the season starts but we just need we need more quality we do we do we do relative to our rivals we're nowhere near and um and I, and I don't really like I said I don't want to hear excuses we've spent a month now negotiating for Ben White do you know what I mean I like the guy but one I think the price is well over um, you know, it costs way too expensive. Way, way too expensive. Obviously, I know relative to relative to what other English defenders go for, it's probably in line with with that. But you know, you're wasting a lot of time spending that um, trying to c- close that deal. That shouldn't now impact on what you're trying to do elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? Because if you turn around and tell me that, oh, um, James Madison, for example, is too expensive, it's not going to wash with me. It's not going to wash with me. You are happy to pay fifty million for Ben White. So if Leicester come around and tell you that James Madison is going to cost you seventy mil. I don't want to hear any excuses. I really don't want to hear any excuses. So, yeah, the next two weeks, it's going to tell me a lot. And it will, I think it will impact fan mood and morale a lot as well if we don't get some decent signings and a lot of these guys out as well. Yeah, fair play. Fair play, fair play. Um, So, finally... um, you know, we'd had a we'd we'd spoken about you know some of these Aston Villa bids for Emil Smith Rowe, um, in on on previous pods. Uh, Mikel Arteta seems to have put that to bed, um, basically by saying he's going to stay here one hundred percent. I think most of us were pretty much, um, you know, expecting that to be the case. Um, I don't think anyone was um, thinking that you know we were gonna let Smith Rowe go out or leave to Aston Villa. I don't think anyone of us thought that Smith Rowe was interested in moving to Aston Villa, to be honest. Um, so I think that's a, that's probably good news, um, good expected news. I know Arsenal have been, you know, kind of lame trying to do this whole new um, number leak, kind of this stuff, keeping it coy, this, that and the other. So it looks like he's going to be getting a new um, squad number as well. So promising stuff there. Um, however, Arteta wasn't he wasn't a, as clear about Willock's future. He said, you know, um he's part of our plans, you know, and he's our player. But he didn't say that he's gonna be staying here um one hundred percent. And there's news now coming out about him potentially going back to Newcastle. So Robin Stanford's question here was um can anyone get their head round loaning Willock? without an obligation, is there any chance his value rises on what it is currently? Um, which I think is basically what I wanted to talk about um, next. So Shabs, um, what's your thoughts What's your thoughts on that? No, man, I just, <laughs> it's poor in my view, if we loan him out and there's not an obligation to buy him. For me, um, really, they had him on loan, they sampled him, they tried him, he came up good for them. We should be looking at the sell. Um, I, I don't think it's it's a it's a gamble from our perspective as to whether we hold out and you know will it goes and performs well again. And remember, it's different doing it from January to the end of the season. Yeah, it's different. But going there and performing over the course of a whole season, the ups and downs, um, that's different kettle. 
You know, I think the seven goals is an achievement. It's a feat. I think no one's done that since Alan Shearer. But yeah, go there and kind of show out over the course of a whole season. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, Willick's obviously silenced me a little bit because I've been one of his one of his critics. It's more about the system than him as a player. I've got nothing against him as a player. But um I think this is an opportune time to sell him and extract value from him and get the get that fee, you know, 30 mil, 35 mil. If he goes perform and fails to perform over the course of a the season, then what fee are we talking about for him then? And who else are we talking about in terms of other clubs coming in with offers for him? Newcastle seem to be hot on him at the moment. Um, you know, you've got Newcastle correspondents left, right and centre saying that, you know, he's Newcastle's number one target. Steve Bruce has been vocal about him. The Newcastle fan base has been vocal about him. Um, this is the time to do the deal. Let's not regret it. And then we're stuck in a situation 12 months from now where we actually can't get, you know, where, where we need to sell him or want to sell him and actually can't get rid of him. So I would do the deal, man. Yeah, fair. Fair. Um, I think I think that's right. You know, I, I I don't really see. I get I get why a loan makes sense for for Willock. Um, if he you know knows he wants to play, but he doesn't necessarily want to leave Arsenal, um, it makes sense from his perspective. I think Arsenal, you know, Arteta he spoke about being ruthless, you know, in this transfer window, um, and being ruthless to me means you making a decision on every single one of these players in the squad. Um, Willock included. Is this someone that you think is part of your plans? Um, in which case, sign him up to a new contract, then loan him out. Um, because then that that to me says, you know, right, we might not have space for you this year, but we want you to stay. Um, and when you come back from your loan, we're going to integrate you. Um, he's got two years left on his deal, um, from what I can see on transfer market. So a one-year loan, to me, without an obligation, doesn't seem like ruthlessness. You know, um, his seven goals at the end of the season, player of the month for May. I don't really see what anything, how anything he does, unless he now, you know, continues that, scoring in every other game uh, for Newcastle for the whole season. I don't really see what he does on this loan that increases his value further than where it is right now, unless he absolutely, absolutely smashes it and becomes you know, Frank Lampard-esque goal-scoring midfielder. I don't know how likely that is. It may happen, it may not happen, you know. He was doing some some crazy stuff with that Newcastle shirt, so I don't want to say it's not possible, but um, I'm not sh- I'm not sure it's very likely that, that that happens. So, for me, I think his value is maxed up. And where Arsenal have gone wrong in the past is I think we've not sold players when they're at the top of their value. I think we've done it twice. Um, both happen to be with homegrown talent in Oxlade Chamberlain and um, Alex Iwobi. And I don't think any Arsenal fan or the Arsenal board or any one of them regrets a move like that at all. You know, I think where we have regretted stuff is where, you know, players like Bellerin, um, they had very high values. Genduzi, mm. very high value. And we've not moved them on um, when their stock was high and and we've now come to regret it. We're having to let them go for peanuts because, you know, Willock, if, if that, if he does, you know, say he scores maybe three or four goals next season, you're starting to question, all right, is he actually worth that 30 mil? You know, um, is, is, is the downside of that is, is much, much bigger, I think, than any potential upside. So for me, I would get the sell 
the sale done, whether that means obligation um, or whether that means a straight sale now. Um, I just think you need to make a decision that this guy is no longer going to be part of your plans or he is going to be part of your plans and, and, and do it um, do it that way. This whole one-year loan obligation doesn't mm. make any sense to me. I, I, I think you make, you make a lot of good points down as well. And I also think, like, it comes at a point as well, we just need to be fair to, like, the young players as well. Like, Willock going on loan, like, he's had the experience now of paying every week. Like, he's not going to want to come back to Arsenal and sit on the bench, do you know what I mean? And we've just signed Lokonga, who I've just checked, who is younger than him, do you know what I mean? Um, and we bought him, I think he, he's someone who probably fits Arteta's profile more of what he wants from a centre mid. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think Arteta is going to change to accommodate Willock in that centre mid position. So I think it would be fair just to let Willock go and play. Um, I know you t- spoke about um, extending his contract, but I just don't think he has any incentive to extend the contract because if we've already bought Lukonga, um, Jacques is expected to go and we go and buy another centre mid. If I'm Joe Willock, why would I sign a new contract? Do you know what I mean? Because there, there, is, there isn't any pathway for me because Lukonga is young. Um, the centre mid that we buy to replace Xhaka is obviously going to be first choice as well. So again, his 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 pathway is blocked. Like the the only way you could do it is if you said it now. Like I believe in you, I'm going to play you. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, and that would be a, a big risk, which we would all say as well. So I um I, and I feel that same way about Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Eddie Nketiah, Nelson. I think they should all just leave to go and play. Um, and obviously it's sad because they're all Hale End guys and you want them to do well. But um, you know, we've already spoken about our struggles to get money. Those are the ones that hold the value. Um, English players are always in demand. Do you know what I mean? So I think those are the ones that. Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, basically, yo, <laughs> wild tonight. Um, so yeah, I, I, do you know what? I just feel like it, it's time, and I think you that point about selling play as well their stock is mad high like you know Bellerin had like a couple seasons ago his value was around 50 mil I wish we had told him back then do you know what I mean mm. because now we're talking about under 20 mil that we're going to get for him so I really think like yeah I don't I would be very surprised if Willock um I don't think Willock will score more than he did like for example if he went back on loan I don't think he would score more than he did for Newcastle in the half season just gone and then you look at you know the other intangibles to his game is that enough to you know raise the price tag it's a debate to be had. So, yeah, I feel like this is probably the max. I think 30 mil is probably the max value you're going to get for him. And if you can get that this window, then I think you should definitely sell. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, so, Mohamed Maki, um, he said as well, um, Abamyang looked poor yesterday. I know it's the first game of preseason, but for someone that trained throughout the summer with other teams, he didn't do much on or off the ball. So, is anyone concerned about that? No. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 it's, 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 this isn't news, man. It, it, like, I, I hear you, Mohammed, but I don't hear you. Like, this isn't really news. Um, I think contextualize it with the fact the whole team played poor. The points made earlier as well about the like for like with Aubameyang playing um, alongside Eddie and KTR, the same profile strikers. No one was really creating any chances for the centre forwards. We didn't have a number ten, and this is not Aubameyang's game. He's not like he's a low touch player. He doesn't do loads with the ball at his feet. He doesn't do loads without the ball. You know he's most effective when he's closest to goal. And he, you know if you put the put the chances on the plate for him, he'll score. Yesterday doesn't worry me. What will worry me is if he gets through preseason. Um, 
and performs in exactly the same way. And if the team performs like this in exactly the same way, then that worries me going into the season. Off the back of yesterday's game, after four days of training, I'm not uh, like I couldn't care. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even think Aubameyang was there for the full um, four days either. I think he was only there for for a day or two. So uh, I'm not reading too much into that. I think you know if you're looking at you know some of the images of Willian versus how Aubameyang was training over the thing um, over the summer. I'm not. I'm not too concerned um, personally um, there. So let's 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 just put a pin um, in that one, and then we'll see we'll see how that pans out. Um, Paul Bradley. Um, putting the jokes aside, um, sorry, um, no, not Paul Bradley. I'm going to Sam Noah's question here, actually, um, where he says, is anyone else concerned about Xhaka's move seemingly grinding to a halt? I just want him to go and ball out in Italy, man. It's enough now. So um, this is where Roma are saying they don't want to pay 20 mil euro for Switzerland's captain and, and one of the players of the Euro 2020. You know, I think, I, I personally, I think Arsenal are well within their rights to... They no pay up because we've got two years left. Um, so there's no real um, super desire to sell him now, even though you know it's probably the last summer that we can get good value for him. And that, for me, 20 million euro is a, a, a heavily discounted price for mm-hmm. someone like Shaka. You know, um, Lokonga, who um, is on the, the you know the, the outskirts of that Belgian team, um, hasn't played in a top five league. Um, we're saying is a good deal for just under that price, you know, 17.5. And they're trying to take a, a 28-year-old um, who's played in Europe, um, played in, in finals, you know, um, played captains his, captains his nation, you know, just got to the quarterfinal of, of Europe, Euro, European Championship, etc., etc. You know, and they're trying to say 20 million euros too much. Um, then you can't afford them. You shouldn't be going after players like that. Yeah, I, 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 and me, who's normally a fan of selling at heavily discounted price, I think Roma are taking the absolute piss. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like twenty million is a very, very fair. It's, it, in fact, Arsenal is still getting shortchanged here for for Jacka. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, normally I would say yeah, sell flop, but twenty mil is a very good price. Like, do you know what I mean? So Arsenal are well within their rights to ask for more. I think, but twenty mil, you can't you can't make that because they're offering fifteen million euros at the moment. I think that's taking the absolute piss. And yeah, I feel. Obviously, like you, I want him to leave so we can buy a decent replacement. But I don't feel Arsenal should be shortchanged on Jack. I really don't. So I feel like Arsenal should hold out until until them or someone else is willing to pay twenty million euros because it's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's not a lot to ask. And we're talking about thirty million pounds for Willock. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Caveat it with like it's an English-born player moving to a different, you know, a different English side, um, and there's money in the English game. But still, man, we had this conversation earlier about player value and most relative and what dictates and determines your value. Um, £20 million in this day and age for any top football club, of which Roma are a top football club, they're a top European club, they are. Um, it's peanuts, man. It's absolute peanuts. So um, just pay up. The longer it's, 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 for, the more it does worry me. I'd be, I'd be, like, I, I, I understand Sam's train of thought like it does worry me a little bit that like come on man like get to like this business needs to be done but i would hold my line as well i wouldn't i, I don't think we should be mugged off in the price because that's that's also part of the problem especially especially as roma have just bought 
uh, Wolves' goalkeeper, Rui Patricio, Patricio, for 11 million euros plus add-ons. That's a goalkeeper. So don't yeah. take the piss. Like, pay, yeah, yeah. Pay, pay the money. So uh, yeah. I'm I'm very critical of Arsenal a lot of the times, but I feel like they're well within their rights to hold out here, and I think they should do. So, yeah, until until Roma come with the money, he shouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, um, I hear that. I hear that. I think we'll probably, we'll probably end it um, end it there. Um Thanks everyone for for tuning in. Um, always, always, always appreciated. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube um, for all of that good touchline fracas content that we're pumping, pumping, pumping out for you guys. Um, as I said, um, we're gonna have some exclusive Discord uh, Patreon content coming out um, on the Touchy Gunas Patreon. So if you're not subscribed to that make sure you do um there's going to be plenty more um content coming out on that before the start of the season um and also make sure you follow us on all the socials touchy gunas and touchland fracas on twitter and instagram all of that stuff um but other than that um i'm gonna leave it there and make sure you guys have um, a good rest of the week man peace out peace Network.